Today's episode of The Usual is brought to you by LootCrate.com. LootCrate is a monthly mystery crate that delivers the best in geek and gaming gear, from collectibles, apparel, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear. It's like Comic-Con in a box, and everybody loves Comic-Con. So, for you, listeners of The Usual, you can get 10% off any new subscription at LootCrate.com. Enter the promo code BRIDGE10 to save 10%. So again, you can go to TryLootCrate.com slash The Usual and save 10% on your new subscription. That and enter Bridge 10 to save 10%. Thanks for listening. The blast came from the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode number six of the Universal Usual. This is the usual spinoff where we go where the no other podcast has gone before as we explore the galaxies that are far, far away and the shires over the dale. This is also an opportunity for us to try the more exotic beverages, and by exotic I'm talking India's, Indiana's finest. Indiana's finest. So Indianapolis. Oh, Skeen, you're my hero. Yeah, so Skeen uh, sent us a, a little bit ago some beer. Yeah. And uh, he sent me three cans of Oktoberfest from the Sun King Brewery. And uh, yeah, I'm finally drinking the third one on, on yeah. mic. I have made these stretch, man, because we have not recorded since he sent them. Yes. And I have been sitting on these last couple cans because I'm like, well, if I drink them all and I talk about it, it won't be as genuine, right? Right. So my whole thing is he sent us stuff from Sun King Brewing Company before. And this one is um, I'm drinking all right, all right, all right. And it's all right, like R-I-R-Y-E, like rye. Yeah. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. They're so so flavorful. It's one of the most flavorful ryes I've ever had. It and is. It, you know, I'm actually not a big rye fan, but yeah. it's actually pretty good. It's good, man. I couldn't They're, drink a whole thing of it. Yeah, well, Hop Rod Rye is one of my favorites. They used to have it at Piace. Right. Um, and they don't have it regularly anymore. But uh, I, I, I love a good rye, man. And just sit and just sip on it for a bit and... Recorded some shows. Yeah, I feel you, dog. But uh, yeah. yeah, my Oktoberfest is really flavorful. I really enjoy it. Yeah. So thank you for that, Skeen. John Skeen, you do have a package. We've been talking about it for a, since Comic-Con. Um, we, you look, man, here's the thing. I don't ever go to the post office. That's, no. That's my problem. Uh, I have the box. All I have to do is add socks to it and go to the post office. But when am I going to go to the post office? This week. This week's your week, John Skeen. And I want to thank you so much for supporting our show and for being awesome. And we will have him on the patron only show, which can we talk about that real quick? Sure. Let's go ahead. So, and I want to talk about a quick format change too, because just real quick, since this is the only show that's going to come out, uh, I think before October 7th, when all that stuff drops. Right. Um, so what we've kind of decided to do since we've been real busy again, back at work during the summer, it's easier to do multiple shows at a time. Uh, now we're having a harder, harder time doing it. So I think what we're going to do is do our main show every other week. Um, especially since Swotor news has been a little sparse to say the least. Yeah, um, and even though, you know, they will be releasing something in the next few months. Yeah. Um, and we're getting a trailer next week. It's, uh, you know, the, the whole fall winter is a fairly slow time it really is and so as of now we might change it of course but every other week you're going to get our main show which will be 75 is going to be coming up and then we're going to record our patron only show in a couple of weeks which i'm pretty excited about not patron only but our patron roundtable show right 
Uh, and I'm super stoked about that. We've got more than enough patrons, uh, ready to go on that. So, yeah, it'll be the 22nd we're recording, yeah, right? That's the plan right now. So look for that. And yeah, man. So we're going to do a, one of our spinoffs in between the main shows yes. every week. So this week we have verse, uh, next week we'll have our main show and then we'll record probably a real reviews mm-hmm. and we'll kind of go from there. We'll, we'll squeeze in some other ones when we can, but, um, but yeah, man, it's, it's been more and more difficult to get together for some reason uh but it's it's we're gonna make it work yeah well i mean i'm picking up some extra stuff at work and like it like yesterday i proctored an sat mm-hmm. yeah we were gonna record earlier in the week too it just didn't happen as homecoming week and various other things yeah. so uh but it, but it's all good man so here we are and this is our biggest show yeah i blame it on the kids i blame everything on kids yeah <laughs> um yeah this is a fairly big show but we'll we'll try to to run run right through it um where, of course, you know, normal format, we're going to start with the Verlantiverse. Yeah, man. Um, there's a little bit of news. And we're, and we're recording this pre the show starting. Yeah, they don't start for another week. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so this is a whole bunch of news co- about the upcoming season. Yeah. And, uh, since the next season doesn't start for a little over a week, actually, it's a week from, uh, the day after tomorrow. Yeah. Because Supergirl does not start on that same week. It starts a week later. No, it's a week later. Yeah. 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 So it'll start Tuesday with, uh, with Arrow. Um, I'm pretty stoked for uh, Legends of Tomorrow, though. Gotta say, yeah. I'm, well, I'm stoked for all of them. Yeah. So, well, same here. But I mean, yeah, that's um, my favorite. Yes. <laughs> so we'll start with uh, Booster Gold, yeah. which is the uh, the movie that that Berlanti is working on, um, and it's been confirmed that it is actually not going to be part of the DCEU. Oh, really? Yes. And so, could it be taking place in the Berlanti verse? That'd be cool. So, are they thinking that bringing it to TV? No, it'll be still a direct to, to theater release. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah. they'll just it'll be tied into Berlantiverse instead of the DCE. Well, and I think that's an interesting approach outside of kind of what we've been talking about. How like they change actors and all this other yeah, stuff happening. Like, let's make a connection finally. You know? Yeah, it's kind of well, it's kind of a way for the the uh, Berlantiverse to assert itself against the D, not against, but um, in response to the dceu changing character right actors but also with netflix and marvel like there's something there's something missing with the dc universe so I, i'm hoping that they pull this off and it's going to be cool yeah that will be very cool yeah um and in in, in uh, connection to that berlanti is also working on a black lightning uh show not familiar with this what's this uh, black lightning is a african-american yeah, well. superhero who can um control um uh, electric shock. Oh, I have heard of this. So I, I'm, I'm guessing this is in response to, uh, Luke Cage has already gotten quite a bit of, uh, positivity around it, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a, a fan base that they haven't really stretched out to yet. I mean, we're going to be getting a little bit with Kid Flash, yeah. um, this season in Flash 3, but, um, but yeah, I agree. Um, also, if, oh, it, this was cool. Yeah. If anybody <laughs> is a big fan of American Ninja Warrior, um, two two quick things. Let me tell you, I don't watch it religiously. No, neither but do I. I love Ninja Warrior. I always think I was like, I could do that. Well, the original. <laughs> I used to watch the original Ninja Warrior before it even came out to right. America in like the first twenty some odd seasons, and it's a little bit different. I mean, it's it's obviously different courses and stuff, right? Um, but there is a woman um, named Jesse Graff who is the stunt. A woman for Supergirl. Right. And she came out in the semifinals and she competed as Wonder Woman. Oh, and awesome. she qualified for the finals, which is, I think she's the third or fourth woman to qualify for the finals in, in Las Vegas. 
Um, but when she competed in stage one in the national finals, um, she was the first woman ever to complete it. Yeah. It's and insane. it's insane. No, it's nuts. I, I've seen the clip. It's, it's crazy, man. Um, I, I like to think I could do it, but oh. I know it would kick my ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the awesome thing about it is Stephen Amell has come out and said that he wants to compete on oh, American yeah. Oh, that'd be sick, dude. That guy's a beast. Oh, dude, he would clean up on the salmon ladder. Yeah, he's a beast. We've talked about the, in November, they're going to be doing a big crossover event for sweeps. Um, and it's going to be the Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and Legends. And it basically is going to be a, a, an equivalent of a three hour story. Oh, man. I could not be more excited about this. The only show I'm behind on right now is Supergirl. Uh, right now, my viewing order is as follows. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, we are going to finish, uh, Luke Cage. Okay. Cause that's phenomenal. Uh, we're going to go finish. We have like six or seven episodes left of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the last season. Right. And then we're going to catch up on Supergirl. By then, I'll be able to, I'll be behind on those last two shows no matter what. Right. But I think that when the other shows start and then when they go on hiatus, I'll be able to catch up on the other ones and then I'll be good to go. So I'm, I'm excited about it, man. Yeah. Supergirl is, is, it definitely got better as the season went along. Yeah. And, uh, and it was definitely, as you could tell, it was probably reading the tea leaves and it was going to be switching over to CW. Yeah. Um, they really started to tie it in better, which I really, really like. Makes the most sense. Um, but yeah, so it's basically going to be a three hour movie because as we all know, each, uh, each episode is about 42 minutes. Right. So that ends up being about three hours. I'm, I'm stoked about, it. I love the crossover episodes and all of them together is just going to be sick, dude. I just, I can't, I don't know what scenario would happen to where Supergirl standing next to flash and arrow makes any sense. But like, yeah. I mean, Flash is good, but like, it's Supergirl, dude. <laughs> with, with White Canary popping up right next well, to it. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, okay, so there's a human, yep. a fast guy, yep. another human, yep. and basically Superman in girl form. Yeah. An alien. So, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, have you seen this? I have not. Well, let's check it out. Well, yeah. So we just watched the extended trailer for the CW, CW shows. Yeah. The sizzle reel is what they call sizzle. it. Sizzle. I have to click relaunch. It, it was certainly, is it going to lose all these? No, it'll bring them back up. It was certainly very sizzly. Yeah, they call it a sizzle reel because it basically it's all the hot stuff coming upcoming. Yeah. Right? Well, that frequency, which we saw. Yeah, the frequency looks really cool. I'm really excited about that, you know, because remember it has um, uh, Captain Cold's sister is playing the lead. Right. And, of course, uh, who we met um, at Comic-Con. Black dude. Mackay Pfeiffer. Mackay Pfeiffer, yep. I was thinking M, and I just couldn't get it. Do re mi latido. JT, what are you doing? I am warming up my voice to sing our fundraising song for Extra Life. Oh, that's right. November 5th is the Extra Life Kids Charity Marathon. Last year, we promised to sing a Swotor song if we raised $5,000. It was called Frozen in Carbonite, and it was an instant YouTube sensation. Ha! But JT, I'm afraid that due to overwhelming response, this year we have promised that if we raise $5,000, we won't sing. Okay, okay. So what about the real prizes? We are going to be giving away Rogue One merchandise, the chance to watch a Star Wars movie in Discord, with SWOTOR community manager Eric Musco, and one lucky winner will get a personalized voicemail greeting by none other than Valcorn himself, Darren Duvall. Wow, that's so exciting. All that plus playing SWOTOR for 12 hours straight. Yeah, we know it used to be 24 hours straight, but we're all getting older and no one can manage 24 hours of anything. There'll be in-game events and live streaming all day long. 
The fun starts on Saturday, November 5th at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Visit unholyalliance.org slash extra life to find out more to sign up or sponsor a player today. This is a really great event and we always have a blast. So get involved and play games. Heal kids. Uh, a little detour there, but here we are. And we just watched the sizzle reel from all the CW shows. Uh, looks awesome. Yeah. It, it was our first uh, real look at Vixen. Right. It was our first real look at Kid Flash in motion. Oh, yeah. He was moving, dude. That was yeah, exciting. That was really cool. And that, that shot with Supergirl oh, uh, about to take off was Yeah, sick, the 360 dude. move. That was really cool. But the infrastructure issues you must have when you have a, you know, a superhero like that. It's like she's always beating up streets. And, I know, you know, right? It's like, well, I guess get the paving crews back out. Supergirl took off and landed here. <laughs> That's where Powerless needs to come in. <laughs> that makes me laugh. All right, dude. So, um, I'm, I'm stoked by the CW shows. Um, it's, it's, it, they're ones that we very rarely fall behind on. And now that Supergirl is there, we don't have much of an excuse. So, well, I'm caught up. Well, you're also haven't watched Stranger Things or Luke Cage. So here we are. Go F yourself. I just called you out on the show. <laughs> yeah, right. you did. All right, let's move on. All right, so uh, a couple things about Arrow. Uh, you know, there's an article that came out this week saying, how many seasons should it run? Because, hmm. um, you know, it, it, it has dropped a lot of viewership since season three. Um, we're just about to start season five. Five, yeah. And um, it, since it's about the middle of season three, and I'm not saying it's become a little bit repetitive, but, you know, there's only so much flashbacks you can have. Yeah. And it's it's finally caught up uh, where it says that this season is going to be no more flashbacks. Yeah, it might be time to wrap up his time on the island and see if they can go forward. And because the other shows are there uh, is the only reason I say don't stop it yet. No, you don't. But there's, there's a couple of things. But it's been running longer than the other ones. Right. Well, it was the first one. The, yeah. Logistically, there's two things you really have to consider. One, um, you want it to run through at least the fifth season, which it will, because once it hits that for fifth sure. season and hits its 100th episode, it now qualifies for, um, syndication. Thank you. Syndication. Um, which the CW is all about. Look at me go. I know, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is the fifth season. It's going to hit its 100th episode. It'll get, um, eight is better for syndication. Eight seasons is better. Right. So what they could probably do is say, um, do what they did with, I mean, and this is, uh, to varying degrees of success. They need to do what Lost did, what Mad Men did, yeah. uh, what Game of Thrones is done saying, okay, this is our end point. This is what we're working for, so you know how many episodes are left. Right, right. And um <clears throat> like if they say season six is the last one, for example. Or season five right, is the last one. Right. Whatever. Well they won't say season five right. because of course they have storylines that are starting this season that won't get wrapped up. Right. But they can say, Okay, we're gonna finish in season seven or season eight. Right. And that'll give them a time to wrap up whatever starts this season, next season, right. start one major final storyline and wrap it up. I think that's a good plan. And the the good thing about these shows as opposed to something like say Lost, um, or Mad Men or Game of Thrones, well Game of Thrones is a little bit different. Yeah. Is that there's it's already had so many spinoffs from this and they could create more content from that. Absolutely. Um, like for example, we already said that they're introducing, um, I think it's in Supergirl. They're introducing green arrows, sister-in-law, right? Or green lantern, sister-in-law. So green lantern can be brought in. There's so many more characters they can bring in and create new shows. So it's not like you're ending it. You're just going to be replacing with something else. Indeed. Sounds good to me. Um, so David Munier, uh, has been cast as Ishmael Gregor. Um, he's a really good character actor. Um, and Ishmael oh. Gregor is going to be 
the head of the Russian mobs. We're finally going to get, we already know that, um, uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We already know that, uh, human running the Russian mob. Yep. Yeah. So we already know that, that, uh, Oliver Queen is a lieutenant in the Russian mob. Right. And that's where he learned. I mean, we haven't learned exactly how he learned Russian, but this is going to flesh that out. Yeah. Good. I mean, um, Season five is going to focus on uh, Arrow's legacy, which is also awesome because that's where you know, start worrying about legacy when you're getting to the end. Yeah. And also the creation of Prometheus, which is going to be one of the villains this season. Cool, man. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, it looks like you know, one uh, thing we complain about Elicity, um, which is the Oliver Felicity relationship. Uh, it looks like there's not going to be a reunion in the near future. What does that mean? They're not getting back together. No. Well, yeah, not any time. I'm guessing that they might touch on it for May sweeps because there's two there's two sweeps periods of the season. You have November, which is right near the uh, the fall finale, and then May sweeps, which is getting gearing up for the last few episodes right, of the right, season. Right. Well, so I'm guessing they're not going to touch on it until the end of the season. And like I said before, I'm fine with them if they just say we're not getting back together or just answer it. Just be done with it. You know what I mean? Rather than hang it out there. Like, I don't, I don't know. We'll see how, we'll see how the first couple episodes go. And if there's, if the, if they keep playing up that weird, you know, uh, um, tension between them, I'm going to get kind of annoyed with that. Well, it's just like anytime you have a constant tension, the tension is no longer tension. The tension is the norm. It's just what it is. And it's like, so what are we going to do about it? You know? Right. It's kind of like what you got in friends when uh, you had seasons, say three and four of Ross and Rachel. Yeah. It was like, once you finally got away from that and Ross started getting his own relationship, it was like, okay, well then when you brought it up once a year, it had tension. And then there was something there. I get you. Um, all right. So we have a couple of 100 episode things here. Yeah. As we said, the, the hundredth episode is coming up this season and there's going to be some people returning. Um, we're going to start with Robert queen and Moira queen are yeah. going to be making comebacks. These are, of course, Oliver's parents who are dead. <laughs> yeah, so how how's that going to work? Um, well, it'll either be... Um, flashbacks, probably. Well, they already said that it's not going to be a flashback. Oh. Yeah, uh, the showrunners actually tweeted out a picture, and it showed Robert Queen's actor at the table read and uh-huh. said, no flashbacks here. Okay, but, I'm but, guessing but it's, she's dead. Well, so is he. Yeah. I'm guessing it's going to be tied in with the Flashpoint storyline that... Oh, interesting. Okay. And so maybe when the series starts because of Flashpoint or when the crossover episodes come, then we'll see them. That makes more sense. And then also remember. um, Wait, hold on one sec. What episode are we going to be on when the season starts? That's a question because when does Flashpoint come up? When is the crossover episode going to be? Because then that makes more sense. If the crossover crossover is going to be the 100th episode of this. It is going to be the crossover. So then we're good. Yeah, because it's uh, they're at about episode eighty eight or eighty nine yeah, right now. Okay. Yeah. Um. Also, you have to recall. Remember, in season one of Flash, season one or two of Flash, when Barry went to Earth two, we saw on the TV screen in the background that Robert Queen was the Arrow in. Oh, Earth that's right. 2. Yeah, yeah. It was not Oliver because right. Oliver died, not Robert. So. Also, Anthony Venza is going to be returning, and if you don't remember that name, he is the brother of the Huntress. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. So it doesn't say that the Huntress is going to be returning, but at least the brother is. So we'll totally. see how that uh, goes. Um, there was an interesting uh, uh, interview with Stephen Amell, and I, I don't... Okay, you know, I like Stephen Amell, 
but he cannot shut up. No, he talks a lot. He is constantly talking. <laughs> um, but this week he talked about um, how Deathstroke can exist in both DCEU and the CW TV. Um, and part of that is because, you know, we know that uh, Joe Mangione was cast as Deathstroke in the uh, the DCEU. Right. But there's also confirmed that um, Sam Slade was going to be returning um, to Arrow this season. Right. So I'm intrigued. I love Deathstroke. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes. And we have more Deathstroke stuff later for exactly. sure. Um, um, there's also a new trailer called Break the Rules, um, which is uh, for the upcoming season. That was, that was Prometheus. Season premiere Wednesday, 8, 7 central on the CW. Okay. Well, this looks phenomenal. Okay. So we have a whole other thing to talk about now. Okay. Two things, actually. Right. We ju- First of all, because we didn't preface it, we just watched the trailer for the new season of Arrow. Yeah, so we got to see. I actually go back for a second. Um, we saw um, his that uh, Oliver is recruiting a new crew. Yeah, which includes Wild Dog, Ragman, Artemis, and Mister Terrific. That's awesome. Uh, Mister Terrific is Echo Callum. Callum, he's um, the uh, assistant. I'm drawing a blank on the character's name. Uh, Snoke. Uh, S- Smoke. Well, Felicity's Smoke's assistant. Yeah, and I can't. Uh, What's his name? I can't remember. Anyways, Curtis. Curtis, yeah, and they're going to be uh, fighting alongside John Diggle. Yeah. Um. So, the, so that'll be interesting. But the funny thing is, is we saw Dolph Lundgren, which is great. <laughs> but did it, was it just me or did we see Tommy at the beginning? I don't know, dude. I have to watch it again. But that's the rumor is that it's actually Tommy as Prometheus. Okay. Yeah, that that would be a trip. That would be an absolute trip. So I, I could – I look, here's the thing. I love Arrow because of – how dark it is. How dark it is. And and I've said this a zillion times on the show, but it's one of my favorites because one one of the first lines Felicity says in the beginning, or not Felicity, um Thea. uh yeah, Thea, uh Speedy says in the beginning, she says, you know, putting killing back on the table is a huge step backwards. And then you see him like kill like four dudes. Yeah, and it, but then he says that uh, she says it's not what she would want it, and he goes, The dead don't want anything. But so is that referencing Moira or is that referencing uh, uh, I think it's Black referencing Canary. Black Canary, but the problem is, is that then you get this idea of, then you have the other complication because we don't know where any of this, any of those lines take place. This could be Flashpoint as well. Exactly. So that's what Flashpoint messes with everything. Yeah. So I think that's going to really, I think the idea that they're bringing Flashpoint into the CW verse is going to make all of these shows very difficult to miss. Because yeah, you, you you don't know where you don't know where it's gonna go and where the timelines are gonna go, and when they sort it out, uh, it's gonna be fine. But then we're gonna be left with something cool. Yes. I think. So anyway, I'm excited. All right, so we're on to the Flash. Yeah. Um, one little side note: Grant Gustin is voicing the Injustice Two version of the Flash. Ooh. I think this is big for one okay. main reason is I mean because they've been pulling from from um from both CW and DC voicing the characters in Injustice Two. For example, uh, Katie Cassidy for Black Canary is voicing it, but there is no Black Canary in the DCEU. All right. This is the first time that I can recall that they're actually pulling the CW version of a character that's in both versions. Okay. And so it's kind of cool that this is kind of like their way of supporting, yes, we did cast Ezra Miller for the Flash and DCEU, but we still understand Grant Gustin's value. Cool. So I think that's cool. No, that works for me. Yeah. Um, we As we saw in the sizzle reel, we saw um, uh, Kid Flash. Yeah. Is uh, is uh, going to be joining season three, but it also looks like Jesse Quick, 
uh, will be brought back. Yeah, that? I'm excited about that. Yeah. And, and I'm excited about that mostly because I really like that actress and mm-hmm. I think she did a really good job and yes. she didn't get to do much. Exactly. Yet. So it'd be cool to give her some powers and throw her in there. So. Yes. Um, uh, Rick Cosnett, the actor who played Eddie Thawne, uh, who oh, yeah. uh, memorably, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, killed himself in the season one finale. So the reverse flash would never be born. Right. Uh, it turns out he was originally cast to play Jake Garrick. Really? Yes. Interesting. I find that very interesting. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm glad they did it the way they did it, but it could have worked the other way. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. That actor is good. He is very good. Um, Mirror Master, uh, who is one of the villains in season three, um, will not be using his, his, uh, stereotypical mirror gun. Interesting. Which is why he, it's like, it allows him to switch to uh, timelines or uh, universes. It's really kind of cool. Oh, that's interesting. So, but he will not be using that. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know much about Mirror Master, but, um, Kevin Smith, of course, is going to be, uh, is, well, he's already directed the third episode of the season. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. And it's going to be called Killer Frost. Yeah. Sick. Very cool. Um, but it looks like Dr. Alchemy is going to be appearing. And the other thing he's been saying, cause I listened to a lot of his other stuff too. He's been saying there's going to be more action, uh, this time around. And, um, yeah, I, I'm excited about this episode. I think, um, I think he's going to be around a lot in the CW verse. Uh, there's rumors of him directing other stuff as well. Yeah. So. Especially Supergirl. Supergirl. Actually. Yeah. Um, if you remember Patty Spivet. Yeah. She's uh, my favorite, dude. Yeah. She's very, I really like that actress too. Um, she's you know, adorable. She, yeah. She was Joe's partner. After Eddie died, and uh, she left to go to, I think it was Union City. What, yeah, what I liked about that character was that, and when she appeared, it almost felt like she had an ulterior motive of some sort, right? And she kind of did, but at the same time, she didn't. She was very genuine, and she really wanted to um, just be on that task force with with uh, with Joe. And I, I really, I really like that character. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing is she's one of the few people that are not, that is not part of the team that knows that Barry Allen is the flash. Right. But we don't know if this is going to be flashpoint related or not. So does she really know? Right. That's the thing. Um, we have a couple of uh, trailers. Um, one is called time strikes back. And the other one is kid flash, the rival. And the rival is another villain that's going to be showing up this season. Okay. So oh, shoot, that's like tomorrow. Wait, October 4th? That's two days from now. Oh, it's this week that it's coming. That's this week. Holy poop. All right. Um, so we saw two Flashes. We saw Flash and Kid Flash, but we also saw two villains. We saw Reverse Flash and the Rival, who are also speedsters. Right. Oh, this is going to be great. It, it, I, I can't wait for the season. I'm actually excited it's this week now. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... Today's Sunday. It's Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday. 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 Yeah. So Tuesday's the Flash. Wednesday's Arrow. Thursday's Le- uh, Legend. Hopefully, this episode will drop on well, that day. But either way, we're excited. Just... I don't know what that's about. Yeah. So we just watched the Time Strikes Back trailer, and it basically just went a little bit more in depth to how he might forget who he is. Right. Um. There's also a trailer for a new short film. It's a 10 minute short film that's going to be coming out. That's actually filmed and created by the cast of the Flash. Oh, so this is actually a, a thing. Yeah, it's a it's not part of the Flash, but it's the cast that are creating this short huh. film. Interesting. And it's called The Letter Carrier. Has anything like this ever been done? I don't know. Like where the cast of something makes a thing? That's cool. I don't know. Well, you're saying that, but... Don't carry me away. Interesting. Huh. What a trip. So it's obviously some sort of period piece. Yeah, huh? it looks like a slave period horror film. Yeah. What a trip. Huh. Well, here we are. Interesting. <laughs> So what else we have? Um, That's it for The Flash. Okay, so Legend of Tomorrow. 
Yeah, uh, Dan Payne is cast as the young Obsidian. Um, as we already know, uh, Heinrich Lance Henriksen is yeah. cast as the older Obsidian, and so this guy's going to be playing the young Obsidian. Nice. Uh, Jonathan Sheck, who plays um, Jonah Hex in Legends of Tomorrow, wants to be the new Wolverine. Really? Once, uh, once, once uh, Homeboy's done. Yeah, right? Hugh Jackman oh. is done. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm okay with it. I He definitely needs to bulk up a bit. Yeah. Um, but I think he definitely has the chops as an actor. No, I think he can definitely do that for sure. I, I really like the Jonah Hex character so do a I. lot. Um, I think they really did a good job on him. Um, and then we also have Legends of Tomorrow season two. The trailer obviously shows Stargirl. Yes. Which I think is pretty exciting. Yes. Uh, but other than that, that's all we know. Yes. It's <laughs> a lot of yeses. <laughs> uh, yes. All right, we actually have quite a bit of Supergirl news here uh, really quick. There's a really cool fan-made video that uh, that somebody cut uh, a whole bunch of the scenes that Tyler Hoechlin uh, has done so far, oh, and yeah? he's intercut it with the John Williams Superman music. Oh, that's cool. So it's pretty good. So if you're a fan of both uh, Supergirl and the John Williams music, take a look. Do that. Uh, it looks like the uh, the Legion, is, uh, uh, Legion of Superheroes is going to cross over to Supergirl from Legends of Tomorrow. That's happening. Yes. Wow. But it's going to be happening outside of. Oh, okay. Legend- yeah. I, I mean, see There's going to be the huge crossover. But as a, as an, in addition to that, there's going to be the, the Legion is going to be uh, crossing over to just Supergirl. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, yes. All right. So logistically, a couple of things that uh, Supergirl is going to have to deal with is um, how are they going to portray Superman? And one of the things is that it looks like Superman is going to be uh, more of the classic version. Oh, cool. And not. Man of Steel and yeah, yeah. not all dark and brooding. It's exactly. gonna be more like I will be here when I'm needed. If not, I'm in my fortress of solitude. Oh, or Clark Kent. He was a pretty lame journalist. True, <laughs> uh, but one of the things that, of course, Supergirl must deal with is how popular Superman is in their world because okay. he's been there for like 18 years. Mm-hmm. So that's something she's gonna have to deal with. I agree. Uh, Frederick Schmidt has been cast as John Corbin, also Matalo. Oh, I don't so, know that character. Uh, he's a uh, just he's a villain. Yeah, yeah. Named Matalo. Um, we have a trailer called Superman Takes Flight. It's oh, pretty yes. Pretty good because it's the first time we've actually seen Tyler Hoechlin in action. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know. When we were at Comic Con, um, we he was up on the stage. He was talking about it, but I haven't seen this video yet. It's pretty good. Season premiere Monday, October tenth on the CW. So let me, let me tell you why I think that was cool. Mostly, oh, we just watched Supergirl trailer, by the way, but I think the reason that was cool was because it wasn't like most sizzly trailers where it's like, oh, check this one scene out from some random spot. This was like the majority of an entire scene of a scenario of a very dramatic part of the series, yes. which, and, and it brings them together, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought it was very cool. Yeah. And they still have the banter. Well, I think that's important. Moving that, on. That's an important part of the DC universe. It doesn't get as much focus, which I think should. Which right. is what CW does good. That the DC they do. does not. Yeah, no. The 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 CW shows it's all about the banter. Yes. And I like that. Um so you put this next one in there. Did I? Oh, yeah, so okay, so let me open this up real quick because this was, I found this headline, Supergirl season two premiere is one of the best hours of superhero TV ever created. Um, and so this review that's up on comicbook.com is not a, there's no spoilers, but they're basically 
saying that this is one of the, um, well, I mean, obviously it's the title, but I'm trying to find the line here. It says, it talks about the chemistry between Hoagland and, and Benoist. Uh, I can't find the line I was looking for, but honestly, it's basically saying that this, it's really, really good, which I think is important. Good. Which, I'm, uh, I'm excited. And if the trailer is anything to, uh, you know, any indicator of that, I think I'm excited about that. So, uh, that article sucks. So moving on. Um, I also put a link in here. Oh, sorry. Uh, the Supergirl uh, executive producer compares season two to Empire Strikes Back hmm. and how it's going to be, I'm guessing, a little bit darker and uh, delve more into backstory. I'm in. Um, I have a couple of fangirl, uh, fangirl, fan films <laughs> um, that I've posted links to the IMDb page because I was like looking through uh, IMDb a bit. And there's been, over the last 10 years, a few fan films. And one of them is called Girl of Steel. Okay. And the other one's called Strange in a Strange Land. Sweet. Which is, of course, is a play on uh, the famous book Stranger in a Strange Land. Right. So, nice. So we shall see how that is. Cool, man. Uh, Vixen, which, you know, Vixen was introduced in the um, CW TV universe last season yep. uh, at Damien Dark's house. But it was prior to that, it was introduced in um, a, a cartoon on the CW Seed. Yeah. Well, it dropped on Twitter, evidently, I think it was Twitter, that season two is set for uh, October 14th. But the same day, it was yanked off and said that was premature. Oh, really? But it still looks like that might... It's, it's, the information we have, that still might be the release date for season two. Cool. Which oh. you still haven't watched season Of oh, the animated one. Yes. Yeah, cool. Uh, and it looks like Constantine is actually coming to Blu-ray. So nice. this shows, again, that Warner Brothers and CW are good with selling Constantine. I mean, anytime they keep keep it in the limelight like this, yeah. it just gives me hope that they're going to bring him back. They'll they'll get there. Yeah, well, I mean, of course they they do want to keep the Constantine name out there because of uh, the uh, um, confirmation of the Justice League Dark. Well, don't they need a Monday night show on CW? No, it's Supergirl. They need a Friday night. Friday night. That's what I meant. That would be good. Um, actually, I think it would probably make more sense on a Sunday because more people watch TV on Sundays. Really? Yeah, the big days of the week for TV is Sunday through Thursday. Interesting. Well, don't put it on a Friday because Constantine already had a hard time. Yes. Moving on. All right, we're on to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Remember TJF? I do. Hey, well, uh, uh, you know, Boy Meets World. Yeah, that was what I, house. I always watched. Family Matters. Family Matters. Step by step. That was, that was the... <sighs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, so you put this in here about Stanley's cameos. Yeah, no, he's been confirmed for, uh, his three most recent cameos and let me find him here. Um, he sat down with breakfast television. It seems these cameos have been confirmed for Guardians of the Galaxy volume two, Spider-Man homecoming. And of course, uh, and Dr. Strange love, which I don't know about. I think it's Dr. Strange. Says Doctor Strange, love. I understand. I think actually that last one is Doctor Strange, but not going to lie that Stanley guest appearance in Doctor Strange, love wouldn't be an interesting. Okay, that's stupid. So it's going to be Doctor Strange, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Cool. So cool. Awesome. Which, which, you know, it's not news because no, he's, a, he's in all the movies, yep. but he's not going to be able to do this for much longer. No. Sadly, he's a ninety-four, ninety-three, ninety-three. Yeah. Um, oh, so there's an article that came out with Bob Iger and said that, uh, there are more Marvel and Star Wars movies being planned. So we already knew this was happening. Um, but it, it, right now they're in talks about what's happening beyond what they've announced. Right. Um, and they said that they, they, so beyond episode nine kind of thing. 
Right. Right. Uh, they've already said that the 2020 trailer for, or the 2020 film for Star Wars, which is the third standalone right. uh, story, is being in development, and it looks like it will be Boba Fett. Oh, really? No confirmation yet. Yeah. But it's confirmed that it's being in development, and it just looks like it will be Boba Fett. Well, it's, it's funny. I was listening to a bunch of other, some other shows I've been catching up the last few days, and I don't know. I feel like, I know I've said it before, I feel like Boba Fett isn't the, I don't feel like we don't need Boba Fett. It's definitely fan service. But it has to be done right if they're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, but we... Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to let it go right now. We'll, we'll talk about that in our Star Wars section. Okay. Um, also, of course, they're going to be talking about uh, the Marvel movies that are announced. Uh, I mean, they've announced up to Inhumans. Right. Um, I believe it's the, the latest one in it. And then... Uh, but they're, they're looking for the decade beyond that. Right. Um, so, <laughs> I have this story in here. Talking about Kurt Russell. Talking about the name of his... <clears throat> the name of his character, obviously on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. <laughs> Ego the Living Planet. <laughs> Which is awesome. And I recently taught uh, a unit. Uh, well, I added Guardians of the Galaxy um, in my thing, which I've talked about. Right but, about the uh, anti-hero. Anti-hero journey a little bit. And and the kids are like, well, who's his dad? And I was like, well, it's Ego the Living Planet. And a couple of them, you can just see their brains kind of going. <laughs> like they just don't. Right. They're like, so it's a. And I showed him a picture. I said, so it's a planet that they're all, it's a planet that's alive. And I'm like, look, guys, don't over. It's okay. Well, a couple books. of years earlier, they of course <laughs> go through their Greek mythology section. Right. In the, in a, in a younger <laughs> English class. And then I'm like, hello, uh, Zeus turned himself into a goose and had sex with Lita. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so much that, like, there's so many reasons why Eagle, the living planet isn't so far fetched. Right. But they're just like, so how does the, how does the uh the sex work is pretty much what they said. I was just like, that's where you go to, of course. Uh, but anyway, uh, he basically, Kurt Russell said, it might be one of the best names of a character I've ever got a shot at, he says. And he's played, and they make a list of other characters he's played, which is pretty funny. Um, Where is it? He played, every time he played Morgan, two persons Bodine, or Snake Plissken. Snake Plissken's a green <laughs> name. Uh, Crunch Calhoun. And Mr. Nobody are two strange names vying for an award. But anyway, so it just keeps going. But uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Yes. And um, James Gunn talks about what Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is all about. Get that in a test screen. You know what I mean? All right, good. Uh, so uh, obviously Vin Diesel reacted very emotionally, he's I should an say. He's an emotional being. Yes, he is. So anyway, he got to watch, obviously, some early edits of the film. And... Uh, one of the things Gunn actually says, he's, um, um, the first movie was really about becoming a family. This movie is about being a family. And what's harder, becoming a family or being a family? I think it's being a family. That's where you really have to deal with each other. And that's what this movie is about. Um, so here we are. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. He talks a lot about Nebula and, uh, Gamora, who are sisters. And the sisters as well, of course. Which is good, which is one of the things I actually posed to my students. I was just like, so do you think, where do you think Nebula went, you know, at the end of, of volume one? Like, right. did she go back to Thanos? Did she run off on her own? Like, why didn't she take Gamora up on that decision at the end? Why didn't she, why is she one of the ones that stays pretty much set in her story arc? And, right. and so I'm, I'm eager to see how that pans out. So I'm excited. Cool. Dr. Strange time. Yeah, we've got a, a bit of Doctor Strange news. Of course, well, there's so much Doctor Strange stuff that we did not put in here. Yeah. Um, for two reasons. One, we're just getting so close to the movie's release. We don't want to spoil as, as little as we can. What do we got? Two but, weeks. Uh, Less than two weeks. No, it's in November. 
You're right. November. Sorry. So a four month, weeks. Month. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch has come out and he's, he started talking about it on his journey of becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, Kevin Feige's come out and talk about what, how my magic, uh, fights will work in the film. So if you're interested in, in like the backstory of production and stuff like that, I would put a couple links in here. Um, also it's kind of interesting that Dr. Strange is going to be getting an early release in the UK. Yeah. I'm guessing it's just going to be like a Wednesday as opposed to a Friday or, right, right. or whatever. And what we were dealing with with Star Wars too, like some people are going to get it a little early, kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah. it's it's I mean it's, it's a lot like China tends to get stuff like a month later than we do, right? So, stuff like that. Um, what's interesting is they're starting to get rumors out there that that the movie uh, may feature Marvel's Illuminati, yeah. which is uh, very much like how we have the uh, the Hellfire Club. It's another group of okay old white men that yeah. control things. Well, you got to have a good old white men club. Um, what I find interesting though is the reason we're talking about the, why there's so much Doctor Strange stuff, which we didn't say, was because Empire Magazine put out their 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 cover story. their cover story, which they do for the, all these big movies, and, and and definitely check that out. There's so much out there about Doctor Strange, and my whole thing is I just want to at this point, after reading some of the comics and stuff, seeing him in Deadpool, I just want to see the movie. Oh, and then, yeah. and then come back and talk about it. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, be sure you go to my, uh, my Pinterest page and go to my Marvel board because, uh, I have posted all of the Empire covers and all of the new, uh, character posters and nice. a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, some behind the scenes pictures. So a lot of cool stuff on the Marvel board. Cool, man. Um, it's also was announced this week that the final Rogue One trailer is going to be arriving on Dr. Strange. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Like, First of all, I think we should do a viewing party like we did with, oh, uh, for, for Doctor Strange, uh, and see how many people we get together. But, uh, but to see, also know that we're going to get another Rogue One trailer with yeah. it, uh, super in. Yes. And it's the final one. Yeah. Because it's only four weeks before release of. It's true. Rogue we're, one. I mean, look, we're a month and a half from Rogue One right now. Uh, Two and a half. I don't do math well. Yeah. Cause it's around my birthday. Remember? <laughs> all right. I, I know. I know. It's on your birthday. Oh, it is it's December 15th. 15th. It is. Wow. Yeah. All yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's going to be a good. Birthday. I got big plans, dude. It's going to be a good birthday. Stay with me, buddy. <laughs> um, uh, also, it has been almost confirmed that the Eye of uh, Agamotto, which is the um, the pendant that he wears, yeah. the talisman. Right, right, will, right. Uh, contains an infinity stone. Ooh. Um, and this is really kind of cool because I watched Nerdist News yesterday. And Jessica Chobot was like all amped because it makes the most sense considering if they're going to keep with the infinity. I mean, infinity stone was part of guardians of the galaxy, Avengers, yeah, well, and everything this, else. This is the way that they're going to tie Dr. Strange into Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, and we'll get to something a little bit later in Avengers, but, right. um, a couple months ago, Nerdist news came out when they first, when they showed the first image of, the first poster of Doctor Strange, they called it. They said that yeah. it was going to contain the Infinity Stone, oh. and so they were all about it yesterday. When the when they're the, all high fiving, they are. <laughs> Jessica Chobot was like, "Yep, we're the we're the we're the men. We're winners, we're awesome. winners." Um, so we have some Avengers news. First of all, Benedict Cumberbatch has confirmed that Doctor Strange will be part of Avengers and uh, uh, Infinity War and and four. Oh. Uh, Samuel Jackson has also confirmed that Nick Fury will be part of Avengers Infinity War and four, which I mean, how can he not? He no, he's got the Avengers together. Yeah, he's got to be there at some point. Um, and then there's this interesting article about the Civil War director explains why no Avengers died. And, and you know, it's, it's not Disney's, uh, 
I guess, style to sit around and, and, and be, and, and kind of go off the cuff. They hashed out all these stories. Oh yeah. And they tried to figure out, okay, so is it important that someone dies? And let me find the line here that I thought was really made the most sense. It said something like, uh, uh, the tragedy is the family falls apart, not that the family falls apart and then someone dies. Um, and I, and I think that's, I think that's really important because that was one of the criticisms of Avengers is that nobody dies. Right. And I think it, it, for storytelling purposes, I think it's better that nobody died for yeah. two reasons. One, if somebody dies post the battle, yeah, then it gives a rallying point to possibly come back together. Whereas, say with with War Machine, right, he's now paralyzed and trying to get back his his ability to walk. Right, there is a possible vendetta there. Right, and and I'm with you, man. And and granted, we had the death of Coulson or something like that, but none of the major dudes died in Avengers. And I think, and I, yeah, the only it's very comic book too. You know what I mean? Like it it was only it's. I guess back in the day is what I should say is that main comic book heroes dying wasn't a thing that happened a lot. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was only sort of, uh, maybe I'm overstepping a little bit, but it was only really relatively recently, really in the nineties, you know, where it's like, okay, we can kill this guy and then we're okay. We can bring him back maybe in this way or something. It's really kind of interesting. You're bringing up this discussion because uh, there's a fan film trailer that was put out in the DC universe. And I'll bring it up when we get to, to DC. Okay. Um, but you got to remember Quicksilver was killed off in, mm-hmm. in age of Ultron. So, yeah, I mean, they have killed off a character before, but he's a minor character, but I think they're talking about the original Avengers oh, in yeah. this context. But, but yeah, but when you get to Quicksilver, I feel like do you, do you feel like, and we talked, we may have talked about this, but do you feel like the death of Quicksilver was more like, well, they're expecting us to kill someone. So who can we kill? That's not that big of a deal that we don't know that well. And that could be a catalyst for other things because when we see, uh, Scarlet Witch in, excuse me, in the next, uh, uh, Captain America movie, uh, that's her, his death is an issue. It is, but it's also important because you have to remember, uh, logistically killing him off makes more sense also because, um, the Evan Peters version of Quicksilver in the Fox universe has become very popular. Yeah. And this way they can kill off a character and therefore not also compete with somebody who's already popular. Indeed. Cool. Well, that worked out. Yes, it did. Uh, a couple things for Thor Ragnarok. Um, <laughs> it turns out they have cast Sam Neill. I know. I love Sam Neill. Who doesn't love Sam Neill? Um, my, <laughs> I still go back because, you know, of course he's great in Jurassic Park and he's, yeah, yeah. he's great in, uh, Oh, uh, what's, what's the movie with him and Billy Zane and Nicole Kidman? Dead oh, Calm. Yeah. Okay. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, Dead Calm's great. Um, but I still go back to him being in Hunt for October and he gets shot and he goes, I would like to have seen Montana. <laughs> I will need two wives to, oh, to raise me rabbits. Sam Neill, Sam Neill's great. And I'm very intrigued to see what he's going to end up being in Ragnarok. So. Well, I'm just excited whenever they bring in a great actor to be part of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. like bringing in uh, 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 Glenn Close to be yeah. uh, Nova Prime. And 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 the best part about – I'm glad you brought up Glenn Close because – And John um, C. Riley. And, and a lot of my students, when I was like, oh, that's Glenn Close, and you know, we were watching Guardians, and they're like, well, I don't know who that is. But – the crazy thing is, is, is her doing what she does, calling the dude a prick and I know, stuff right? like that. Like that, I mean, she agreed to be in this movie, but 
that means she can be also around for a long time in this universe, yeah. which is very exciting because for an actor like Glenn Close, who's done so much stuff, she can just be, all right, well, now I'm, I'm Nova Prime. Here we are. Yeah. You I know, think, which I think is pretty cool. I think two things that they need to work on, uh, behind the scenes with getting these actors, um, is two things. They can't commit so much money early on like they did Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. built the universe. Right. I mean, it is him. And so there's a reason why he gets $50 million plus for each movie now with back end deals and stuff like so that. So much money. But when that money is coming out that much for certain people, you can't pay Natalie Portman, which right. is why we lose Jane Foster. Right. And especially with in the comics and in the games, the new version of Thor is Jane Foster. Right. You don't have that opportunity unless you again back and how cool truck. would it be to see that on the big screen i know and with a great actor like yeah. jane like like natalie, natalie portman. portman yeah exactly that'd be awesome um god now i'm thinking about her wielding the freaking hammer hey mjolnir 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 well one of us is the pronunciation right if you could tweet at imo griggs that he got it wrong that would be great and tweet at uh, Darth Pops that uh, I got it close. So uh, here we are. Awesome. Uh, you know, one of the <laughs> one of the big things that came out of <laughs> so, hold on, that's the one thing about this show that kills me is like we have we have so much news to cover. <laughs> we don't get to be jerks enough. I and know, I, right? and, I, and I think it was important. So well, I, I think it's important to say that I just I hate you. Well, well that's fine. And I hate tweet, you so much. Tweet I am Will Griggs and tell him how much uh, at Darth Pops is awesome. Continue. That's important. Just he's giving me the look now. <laughs> um, uh, the classic usual podcast look. Yes. Okay. Well, one of the big things that came out of Comic Con was the fact that there was a mockumentary of Thor with Thor and uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm still Bruce laughing. Banner. Yeah, that never made it online. That's all right. And was so popular that it, it's now been released online officially. Oh, cool. And there, and now there's like this this uh petition to try to get the there's thor talking to somebody and they want them to have their own tv show <laughs> evidently it's like so funny well lucky them um right so what does it say oh, am i better i wasn't better i hate you so much black panther time so uh and i threw this article in here and this i think uh chadwick Chad, chadwick bozeman uh came out and said this is uh black panther's an anti-hero superhero which for me um makes me happy on at least 12 different levels and i like i also like hyperbole yes so, you do um i i'm a big anti-hero guy yes um, you are and that's why you love darth vader which is why i love vader which is why i love some of the stuff i love but at the same time i really became attached to Dar- uh of darth uh black panther in in that captain america movie and so for me Knowing that that's where this film is going to go, I'm even more excited about it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it also is very telling that your favorite characters are the vigilante superheroes. Indeed. uh, Or the ones that have a vindictive revenge plot. Yeah. Very much like Black Panther, Arrow, Batman. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. So are we diving into my psyche here? Or I'm a nice guy in real life, but I like my darkness. Not a big, like, I mean, look, if we're talking about, like, people are like, why don't you like Harry Potter? It's not like I don't like Harry Potter. No, it's just he's in Voldemort's game. It's like, all right. Here, <laughs> I'm like, look, here's the thing. I want to kill Harry Potter, kind of, because I think that the whole, I don't know, man. I'm, uh, And it's also why I'm not a big 
YA uh, reader. And because a lot of it is more like kids with wands and not enough of, I don't know. I, I'm going to cut that, but I just, I, I really, I really <laughs> no, think. No, I think it's important. For me, I, I like, it's not like I like darkness for darkness sake. I like people who are going through real things and aren't basically being there, having their hands held. Right. Um, to get through their adventures. It's like, I love storytelling in the fact that I have a mentor. He's dead now. And here's how I have to get through it. Yes. You know, and the anti-hero is for me, uh, especially when you watch, uh, uh, Captain America Civil War, you see what Black Panther, what his dad's death means to him and why he turns. Yes. And why that movie is going to be so powerful is because he's going to be driven by that death. And, yep. and, and I think that's huge. And, and, I, and we all have things. We all have moments in our lives where it's like, okay, now everything sucks, but what am I going to do now? Yes. You know what I mean? And so that's what I'm excited about. So many rant over. <laughs> also, our last bit of Black Panther news is that Winston Duke has been cast as Mbaka. Nice. I don't know who Mbaka is. Or Winston Duke, but it's oh. important they're filling out the cast. And here we are. <laughs> All right, we're on to Marvel's uh, uh, television news. <laughs> All right, so uh, so there's some Runaways news. Marvel's Runaways TV series recruits uh, Netflix Iron Fist writer. And I think we talked about this show being a, a kind of a cool idea. I'm not sure how it's going to go. We already saw what you call get canceled. Marvel, uh, the most wanted one, um, with the actors from Agents of Shield. Well, we saw that be canceled. Like, I, I'm not saying that this is going to be canceled, but I'm just wondering how this is going to go. The Runaway series. Yeah, I honestly don't think this will be an ongoing series. I think it'll be maybe one, maybe two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the fact the fact that I believe Runaways we said it's going to be on Hulu, right? I think so. Um. That it can do that uh, yeah. because it is a very fairly self-contained storyline. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so we have some Agents of Shield stuff. Uh, there's a rumor the Punisher may be on it, Agents of Shield, which, uh, which kind of makes sense because you know you do see the Punisher and, and Ghost Rider kind of work together sometimes. Yeah, but if they're going to do it, it's got to be John Barenthal. Oh, if it's not, they're blowing it. Oh, absolutely. It'd just be stupid if they don't. Yeah, he's good, man. And I do have some news about that later, but. Uh, that, that second season of Daredevil is, is phenomenal television. Oh, it is very good. So, all right. Speaking of Netflix. Uh, yeah, we've got a whole bunch of Luke Cage news, obviously, because Luke Cage just debuted, uh, day before yesterday. And I just, I put and crash Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and I put some links in here. Uh, I'm not going to talk about all of them because it's very fresh. It's only been out a few days. I want to make sure people get uh, a chance to talk about it. So what we're going to do is uh, on our um, patron show, uh, hopefully we'll be able to at least talk first impressions of net of, of Netflix's uh, Luke Cage. Yeah, I'll have it watched by then. And uh, I've already told everybody who's planning to be on the show that we were thinking about talking about it. So I'm, I'm, I'd like to see what people think. Uh, and on both sides of it, uh, people have seen uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and people who haven't. And right. it, Luke Cage can stand alone easily. There are definitely references to, you know, uh, uh, Daredevil and, and Jessica Jones and, and some stuff that happened in those shows. But, um, so far, I think I'm on episode four or five. Um, it's a phenomenal series. Uh, it's not as action heavy as the other stuff. Um, but that said, 
the story is really really good how is the the whole underlying hip-hop vibe it's subtle it's it's more subtle I mean, of course there's, i'm sure music involved yeah there's some moments where they're in clubs where there are artists on the stage playing music um some jazz you know kind of uh um jazz blues bluesy stuff okay. which is pretty cool um and but there's uh the guy who plays Cottonmouth, uh, he has been in, oh, I'm gonna have to bring it up. Here he is. Um, I never say his name. Oh, right. yeah. This guy, uh, Marshala Ali. Yes. Is phenomenal. This guy. Uh, he's well, been he's in, in the Hunger Games movies. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been in Hunger Games. He's been in, um, <clears throat> there was a couple other things. He's been in House of Cards. Um, Alphas is where I know him from. Uh, cause I actually, actually was one of the people that actually watched that show. <laughs> um, but I, I really, his character, he, he's really, really good. And, um, overall the story is fairly awesome and, and I cannot wait to see where they go with it. But we have some stories in here that I just kind of threw out there, which I think is kind of funny. Um, there's two where people get injured. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, uh, where is it? Mike Coulter actually, <laughs> took a bat to the face while filming it. Ouch. <laughs> Which uh, sucks. And then Simone uh, Missick is how I'm going to say it. Um, she says she was actually shot during filming. And there's this weird thing here. Um, I don't, uh, don't, don't want to watch the video. But it says, um, <laughs> she says, I got shot in the face. Apparently, uh, the actress turned down a stunt double while fi- filming a scene. Uh, apparently got shot uh, with a squib round for her efforts. So, you know, she didn't get like shot in the face, right. but like people got injured during the show. And what's crazy about some of the fight when the fight moments happen, it's like, it's not like, uh, let's say arrow, for example, where you can see it's super choreographed and blah, blah, blah. Right. Granted it's choreographed. We, yes. We're not stupid, but it's like <laughs> Luke will take a man and put him in another location. <laughs> like just throw him through a roof throw him out a window, right. bash him into the floor, um, and stuff like that. And uh, there's some really cool, really cool fight moments where because he can't really be hurt, it's almost like if Superman were to walk into a room where everybody was shooting at him and trying to punch him. Right. And he took it very nonchalantly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's a it's a really cool thing. So um, I don't know. I'm really enjoying the show. I cannot wait to finish it. And then we'll talk about it, of course. Yeah, well, uh, Simone, I mean, just to kind of clarify this a little bit, Simone Mystic plays Misty Knight. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I have a little bit of news, uh, under Defenders here, but, uh, Misty Knight is confirmed to be in Defenders. No way. Okay. So that's cool. very cool. Also, it's kind of, um, it, it is kind of cool because in my, uh, you know, I played the Avengers, uh, Academy game. Yeah. From Tinyco and it's, they just started their Halloween event, which is introducing, um, uh, Satana and, uh, Dracula, Blade, Ghost Rider, um, but the first character you try to unlock is Misty Knight. No way. Yeah, so I'm, unlo- uh, I'm unlocking her right now. That's sick. Um, let's see. So Netflix, obviously, uh, you may have probably heard by the time you listen to this, actually crashed a few hours after. Um, I think by 3 a.m., Netflix crashed or something. It is, but the best thing about it is that the Luke Cage and just the official Luke Cage and Jessica Jones Twitter accounts are very good about staying in character. Yeah, yeah. And they were actually 
talking about how like it wasn't their fault. No way. Like oh, Jessica cool. Jones posted a little like gif or whatever of her like walking down a hallway and said, I didn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um and <clears throat> there's a story here that's that talks about Luke Cage's uh comic origin and how it was changed for Netflix. Um I'm not as familiar with his origin story um as some other folks might be, so I'm gonna leave that as it is. Right. Um but I, I like how they they don't okay so when we see luke cage and this is one of the last things i'm going to say about it he's already doing he's already got his powers he's already just trying to stay low right and i think what the, they're trickling in some of the backstory stuff as we go they talk about you know there's reference to his wife being killed and stuff like that which we saw in jessica jones um, so yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm intrigued by how they did it and I think it's going to work out really well. Yeah. Well, also the, the showrunner has teased that Heroes for Hire will be involved with season oh, two. It's going to be awesome. Um, so what I'm guessing is that we're going to get the Luke Cage origin here. We'll get the Iron Fist origin in Iron Fist right. and then they'll be brought together in Defenders. And then in season two of, of Luke Cage, they'll start working together as Heroes for Hire. Absolutely. And, and just so, uh, if you would like, uh, the Nerdist, I believe, did a really cool, uh, primer on Luke Cage. Yeah. They, uh, they actually, uh, I believe it's done by Dan Casey mm-hmm. and he's really good. And it's, uh, it's a series he does called Everything You Need to Know. And it's everything you need to know about Luke Cage, everything you need to know about Captain America. It's, he does a whole right. series of them. Yeah. No. So we have the link in the show notes for that as well. Yeah. So just go to the Nerdist, uh, the Nerdist page on YouTube and you'll check them all out. Cool. So a couple things. Daredevil may not come back until uh, 2018. Which kind of makes sense because you got to remember, yeah. so far they've got to do Luke Cage, yeah. Iron Fist, Defenders, Jessica Jones Season 2, and The Punisher. Yeah. That's five series you're going to have to do sometime in 2017. Yeah. And I think fall is not fall, um, you know, end of the year, uh, Daredevil Season 3 makes more sense. Yes. Um, once they get through all this other stuff. Yes. If that's even a thing. So moving on, uh, Vincent Doff, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, talks Wilson Fisk in Daredevil season three. And I'm just going to put the link in there. I actually didn't read this article. And the main reason being is because he's like my favorite thing about Daredevil. Oh, he's great. And I didn't want to know anything about Wilson well, he's, Fisk. he's also referenced in Luke Cage. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's in the first episode, uh, the, the Misty Knight. Uh, is talking to Cottonmouth and basically says, you don't want to, you, you saw what happened to Fisk. Right. She says that exact line. You saw what happened to Fisk. And it's like, Ugh, you know what I mean? And so she's warning him a little bit about what he's planning on doing. And um, everything gets kind of crazy. So uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, and kind of, this is just my own thoughts on, on season three of, of Daredevil. Um, you know, we've had them introduced, you know, the Punisher, um, kind of the, the night nurse, Jessica Jones, obviously, and, and Wilson Fisk. And as much as I loved, um, Michael Clark Duncan's Wilson Fisk in the movie Daredevil. Right. Um, from 2004, I really, D'Onofrio knocks it out of the no, park. No, he's, but one thing I would love is that, um, uh, Colin Farrell's Bullseye was so bad oh, in that movie. Yeah. I think Bullseye would be a great character for them to really do right. Yeah. In Netflix. I'm, I'm, and Netflix isn't uh, so far. They haven't done a thing where it's like, well, that kind of sucks. Like right. they're going to hire the right actors and I think they're going to get the right storylines before they start going through it. And, and, and 
I think they're doing a really good job so far. Well, plus you're allowed 13 hours to deal with it instead of an hour and a half, two-hour movie. Right, exactly. Um, so Lil Jessica Jones uh, won the Creative Emmy Award. Yeah, the Creative Arts Emmy Award. And, uh, you know, these aren't actually announced during the Emmy Awards. It happens a couple weeks earlier. Yeah. But totally deserve it. Yeah. It's I mean, a brilliant show. It really is. Really good. Um, and then we got some details on season two. Yeah, I'm wondering is uh how are they going to deal with the Purple Man aftermath? <laughs> so, let's see. It says in a recent inter- interview with Empire showrunner Melissa Rosenberg explained that even though Kilgrave is gone, Jessica will still be dealing with that trauma. Uh quote, she says she was kind of messed up even before Kilgrave came along, and so in season 2 we can explore what's possible for her moving forward. Uh, I learned from working on Dexter that you can advance a character, but you can never want to cure the character. That trauma is a huge part of who she is now. So, yes. yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's really important. And so she says, uh, Rosenberg also said that Luke Cage and Kilgrave missing from Jessica Jones 2 means that Jessica's friendship with adopted sister Trish will be the core of the series. Well, she becomes Hellcat. So, yeah, which is, which is cool, man. And, and I'm really glad that. It's not going to be about the men. It's going to be about her getting past what happened with the men and latching on to the women, her, her, her core and what, and where she's at. Right. And and just as as we were talking about with Arrow and how new series can be spun off of what, like we're getting with the punchers getting its own series. Yeah. Hellcat could eventually get her own series. Oh, absolutely. And I would love to see it because she's cool. And that actress is good. Oh, yeah. She's really really good. good. Um, it's a little bit of Punisher. What do you got? Uh, you put this in. Oh, I put this in. Uh, there's some Punisher casting news. They casted Ben Barnes, who I don't know who Ben Barnes is. Who's Ben Barnes? Who's this guy? Uh, he looks familiar. He's a British actor who played Caspian uh, in the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, yeah. He played oh, Caspian. Yeah, this guy. Uh, let's see. It doesn't say what he's going to be, though. Oh. He oh, was... yeah. He's going to be playing Bobby Saint. Okay. And so, yeah, it does say that. He says, so I don't know who Bobby Saint is. He is a, it says he's an organized crime prodigy. So basically he's going to be a young, uh, organized crime aficionado. Nice. Do you have no idea how exciting about this Punisher series, dude? It would be very good. All right. We are done with the Marvel. We're now onto the DCEU. Should I delete this? No, I I just, I talked about it up in Luke Cage. All right. Um, so, uh, unfortunately we do have a loss this, uh, this month. We lost, uh, uh, Leslie H. Martinson who directed the original Batman, the movie from the late sixties. Oh, I mean, he was getting up there, but you know, it's, yeah. again, another loss and it's, it's, it's tough to bear. Sad. Um, we got some justice league news. Um, we already know that Deathstroke is going to be in the Batman movie. Right. Um, but is he confirmed for justice league? Uh, it seems unconfirmed currently. Um, obviously it's question mark here, but, uh, yeah, it, it seems like, uh, it's a, it's a good possibility from what I understand from this little article here. That's really not much of an article at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a, it's just more speculation. It's like, well, since he's in that one, is he going to be in this one? So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. What I think makes it a little harder is I believe it just wrapped filming. And yeah. so it's kind of hard now that principal photography is done unless what the, because, you know, the whole thing, the way it was released was that it was test footage for Batman. If that wasn't really test footage, it was actual footage, then then it could possibly be a chance. But I'm yeah. honestly, I would like, don't shove another thing in Justice League. I let agree. Him, let him come out in Batman. Well, 
And I think this is part of the problem of Batman v Superman too. Is they they, they kept shoehorning too much. There's too much in there. Like focus on the things that are going to work, and and be okay with like, okay, I really want to have you know apocalypse in this movie, but I'm going to put him in the next movie because why not? Right. You know what I mean? Like just piecemeal it out and 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 focus on what you have that's there. I don't know. Yes. Um, but it also looks like Joker will not be appearing. That's all right. Yes, I'm okay with that. Um, Although I do like that Joker, don't get me wrong. Yes. Uh, one thing I think is kind of exciting, though, is that there's rumors that the post credit scene is going to be Green Lantern. Ooh. Um, with possible Hal Jordan. But the cool thing is this is obviously going to be um, setting up the Green Lantern Corps. Nice. Which is another movie in the series they're going to be doing. Cool, man. I, I threw some... <laughs> I threw a couple really weird merchandise things in here. Yeah, I saw these. So the Dark Knight Bat Pod, which okay, is his motorcycle, which was his motorcycle, sold uh for the oh you already saw it huh? I, I did not. Oh, well, how much do you think it would sell for? Oh, I'm gonna keep moving. A few hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, you're about right. Um, that's a lot of money though. After one of the bat, it says after one of the Batman suits, uh, from the film sold for almost two hundred fifty thousand. The Bat Pod from the Dark Knight Rises uh, was up for grabs. So, <laughs> estimated sale price of the uh, Bat Pod, which isn't even uh, in running condition, was somewhere between 80000 and one hundred ten. So, <laughs> according to Sense.gov, the average price for new home, blah, blah, it goes in this whole thing. So, Oh, there it's almost half a million dollars. Where? Scroll up. 406184 Where are you seeing this? Second line underneath the picture. By the time the auctioneer year sold, the price for the bike had oh my reached God. Okay. 406184 <laughs> So, it ended up selling for almost half a million dollars. And it doesn't even run. It's not even running, dude. Not that you would ever drive that around, because it's definitely not street legal. Dude, I want to ride that around so bad. But it's definitely something you would put in like your collection. <laughs> so, the headline of this one is Christian Bale Batman suit sells for a small fortune. Which we just read in the other one was yeah. 250000 Yeah, so that's insane, dude. I just... It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. But here we are. Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. Suicide Squad has legs. Yeah. Um, plus, you got to remember, it's still playing in China, so that's mm-hmm. a huge market. Um, but it just passed Iron Man 2 and... I mean, Iron Man 3 and Iron Man, and it has joined the top 50 highest grossing domestic movies of all time. Good on them. It's yes. crazy. Yeah. It does have legs, as you said. Um, Marco Robbie is, uh, we already know that she's, uh, doing the Harlequin spinoff. Right. But she's now going to be one of the executive producers. Which, which I think is cool. More money for her. Yeah. That's great. Good, uh, good for her. She and, also just hosted the season premiere of Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. And I haven't watched it yet, which I can't wait to watch. Uh, should we delete this one? You don't want to talk about it? Well, we could. So it turns out Shia LaBeouf <laughs> was approached for Suicide Squad. I'm kind of curious who he was approached to play. Let's see. So speaking with Variety, the actor said David Iyer sought him out for Suicide Squad. Following Fury uh, 2015, director approached Shia about the film. The role, however, ended up going to Scott Eastwood, who played Lieutenant GQ oh, he was Edwards. Oh, Lieutenant. Okay. So, I thought it might have been for Boomerang. But. Yeah, I thought it might have been a main character too, but turns out it wasn't. And which is, so he says, I went to, into, <laughs> and what's more, it appears that Warner Brothers wasn't keen on Shia starring in the film. I don't uh, think Warner why? Brothers wanted me, he said. I went in to meet and they were like, nah, you're crazy. You're a good actor, but not this one. It was a big investment for him. <laughs> yeah. Hello. He could, 
He's like, not. You don't cast Lindsay Lohan anymore. No, he's not a. He's not a fully sane person. Not so much. Which, which is part of his thing. <laughs> yes. Um, Aquaman has uh, been announced that it's going to be filming in Australia, which is cool. I'm excited about Aquaman. Yeah, gorgeous locales. Yeah, I love Aquaman. Yes. Um, Batman. It, it says the movie is a year and a half out. I saw this story and makes sense, but. Well, just in the development calendar, if they're doing, you know, screen tests right now with like, uh, um, Deathstroke, then yeah, it's makes sense about a year and a half out. But I guess what I'm saying is I, it makes sense, but I think that it should come out sooner. Well, you really can't because you've got Justice League coming out. Oh, I know. Justice League is about seven months out. So you've got that. No, I know, dude. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just, uh, I, I think DC is, is having problems. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Okay. I mean, think about you this. Have nothing else to say about that? No. I mean, think about this. You know, when, uh, when they released the trailer for Force Awakens, yeah. Rogue One was a year and a half out. Was that having issues? No. No, no, no. Just I mean, the way the calendar I just meant in general. I feel like the faster, like, as with the success of the Suicide Squad, I feel like, okay, Let's get the next movie out there. Let's get the oh, next there. DC you movie remember, out there. It's Justice League, Aquaman. Yeah. All no, these no. are first. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Wonder Woman is coming out. It's oh, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. I, I forgot Justice about Wonder League, Woman. Okay. Aquaman, and then Batman. All right, all right, all right. You win. Oh, and don't forget Flash is already Okay, in all right. Well, let's move on. You've got like five movies. All right. I'm just showing you how you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I am. Um, I put a couple of fan films in here. Uh, the first one is a, based on Batman. It's called Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is from the, the New 52 run. Mm. Um, and it's actually pretty darn cool. Sweet. Um, so check it out. Um, you we'll, actually have a Green Lantern thing in here? Yeah, a couple things. Well, I mean, well, we already heard the rumor that it's going to be on the post credit scene. Right. But it looks like Luke Evans is rumored for Sinestro, and I think he would be great as oh, Sinestro. Yeah, that's cool. And actually, I do want to watch this next one with you, because I want to see your reaction to it. It's a, There's a new fan film trailer out for Blackest Night, which is a very popular um, Green Lantern story. But what this before we watch it, what the basis of Blackest Night is, is that... Um, a villain brings back the dead characters from the DCEU, oh. like Superman and whatnot, right. and turns them into like zombie lanterns. Well, that's badass. And it's called Blackest Night. Is the name of the storyline. And so somebody made a, a trailer for it. Huh. I so, love I love how they brought in all the stuff from DC. So the, obviously this is not even a thing, right? No. It's just, it's a fan trailer, but it's amazing how, I don't know. It's amazing how people can do this. I know. Right. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's actually based on a real comic series. Yeah. So it makes me want to read it now. Um, which is great. And yes, I did watch the green lantern movie and a lot of people forget that was written by Berlanti. Yeah. And I, I have it. I never watched. It's not it. horrible. I, it's not great. But see, and I don't not like movies for the most part. So I think I'd like it. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's definitely. I love Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> he's funny in it. Um, yeah, but, and Blake Lively, of course, is gorgeous, but yeah. it definitely is kind of a weak story, which is kind of odd coming from Berlin. Right, right. But yeah. Well, now he's hit his stride. He's doing all right. Oh, absolutely. I don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> um, we're on to the flash and Billy Crudup, who played, uh, Dr. Manhattan, um, in the, uh, yeah. Uh, Watchmen yeah. uh, has been cast as Barry Allen's dad in The Flash. Sweet. 
Um, there's also starting to gear up for Man of Steel 2 uh, for screenwriting. And rumors include that uh, it'll include Brainiac and Supergirl. Makes sense. Makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. So we got some Fox news. Uh, Stan Lee slash action adventure movie in the works. What's this about? Yeah, this is an action adventure movie about Stan Lee. Really? That is in the works at Fox. It's actually in the works. Oh, that's the awesome. I love it. I love it. Uh, and Spider-Man actor Bill Nunn. Uh, Nunn? Noon? None. None. Uh, he has passed away at age 62. And he's the one who played um, the black guy. He played... Um, Oh, he died. Yeah, he died. Uh, he was great and do the right thing. Yeah. So uh, let me let me find the thing out here. He played. Um, what did he play in Spider Man? I'm trying to think of the name. He appeared as Robertson in all three of Sam Raimi's Spider Man films, and he passed away at age 62. And um, yeah, this happened. Uh, this happened a, a week or so ago. Oh, sad. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. He played so, Radio Rahim. Yeah. Very sad. Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool. Stephen Lang still wants to be Cable. Still? This guy is still... He's not going to let it go, He's not he? going to let it go. <laughs> and he's, yeah. I mean, you know, his biggest role, of course, he came from Avatar. Yeah. Um, he was also in that show on TV, um, the Steven Spielberg show, where they went back to live with the dinosaurs. I'm Terranova. Uh, yeah, Terranova. Yeah. yeah that's, that show wasn't too bad. It was just way expensive to yeah, make. Yeah, yeah. Um, Reynolds paid out of his own pocket for the writers of Daredevil to be on set to help make script Deadpool. changes and whatnot. What'd I say? Daredevil. Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, Deadpool's coming to HBO, and there's a oh, new trailer for it. So oh, I love Deadpool. I love it so much. I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, the New Mutants, which is a, another X-Men movie coming up, uh, they've uh, signed on their writers, Michael H. Weber and Scott Neustadter. Cool. Uh, and it's been confirmed that the characters you're going to be dealing with as part of the team are Danielle Moonstar, Wolfsbane, Sunspot, Cannonball, Magic, and Warlock. I nice. think these are all really good choices because these are all fairly original New Mutants. Um, they all are really cool because it's very um, uh, diverse. Mm -hmm. uh, Danielle Moonstar is a, a Native American. Um, Sunspot's really cool. Cannonball is really cool because he's kind of like Juggernaut in that he has a huge, uh, inertia. Oh, okay. Um, but what I love is magic is actually, um, Colossus's little sister. Oh, seriously? Yes. And if oh, you read the X-Men comics, she actually becomes one of the most powerful mutants. Really? Um, yeah, because she actually gets, uh, uh in the comics, she gets kidnapped by, Oh, uh, Mr. Sinister, I believe, and taken to, she's actually like in, in purgatory for a long time. Oh, wow. And she comes back totally changed. And, uh, she is, uh, one of the people that gets, uh, imbued with, I believe, Phoenix's, uh, the Dark Phoenix. Oh, really? Power, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And she's really powerful. Crazy, dude. Um, it, the, I'm excited about the new mutant stuff. Yeah. It, it's definitely up your alley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, speaking of Mr. Sinister, it looks like he's going to be appearing in Wolverine 3. Yeah, I can see that. Which is very good. And, um, the, uh, director of, uh, Wolverine 3, James Mangold, says that Wolverine 3 footage will be coming soon. Yeah, I saw this article a couple of days ago, and he's just like, look, we're getting, we're, we're getting close. You well, know? it's, it's, it's wrapped filming, so they're in post production. And one of the things I wanted to bring up, uh, because I think by the time this comes out, it's already going to be going, but New York Comic Con's coming up. Yeah, it's actually coming up, uh, this, uh, next weekend. Yeah, this, well, Thursday, Friday, or whatever. Yeah, and, Thursday. And we're going to get not only Star Wars The Old Republic stuff, but we're going to get a ton of other 
pop culture stuff. So um, the next couple of weeks actually might be kind of busy for yeah, us. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of news coming out. Which is exciting. Yes. Let's um, get to Disney, dude. Yeah, Disney. The big Disney news of this week, news, news of this week is that. I know. This one's huge, dude. Disney made a bid on Twitter. Oh, my God. If Disney buys Twitter, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. It's like valued at multi-billion dollars. I know. So. It's insane. But, I mean, I I don't know. I don't want to say to what end, but at the same time, like, why not? Right. You know what I mean? Just buy it. Do it. Yes. Uh, there's a petition online uh, for Disney to not whitewash the real, the real live oh, action version, do a live version action. of Mulan. Yeah. Um, I, I, do you think they will? I hope not. I don't see how they could. I don't, I don't know why in 2016... With all the stuff they've been doing in the last few years, they would they would whitewash it. I just I just don't think that the petition's necessary. Like, well, let's no, well, see the, the, what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like they can change the story's location. The story is so ingrained with being China right. that they kind of have to have it there. It's not like say the ancient one in Doctor Strange right, can right. turn into a white woman because they can change that. Right. No, it, the story of Mulan. I mean, it physically takes place in China. Yeah. And deals with the Great Wall and the Huns and all that stuff. Or not the Huns, but the, the Mongols. Right. And all that stuff. So. Yeah, I don't. I I don't see what the concern is, but you know. I mean, I understand the concern. I don't. I don't think it's realistic. Yeah. Um, and then of course the big news is that Disney won the summer bo- summer box office with two point five billion dollars. Well, it's hard to not when you. When you well, have all the, fun, the biggest movies. Well, yeah. Well, Disney didn't win the box office last year. It was actually won by Universal with seven. Oh, that's right. I think it was $7 billion. Well, that was Jurassic World, too. Jurassic World, Fantastic, uh, the Fast and Furious, whatnot. Right, right. Um, Universal is usually way up there. Disney yeah. is actually, um, Disney just beat $5 billion for the first time last year. Right. right so right, they're going to beat it again that. this year. But it helps that they've bought Marvel and, and, and Pixar and, and Star Wars. And Star Wars. Yeah. Um, because a lot of that income for this year is going to be. Force Awakens, yeah, Rogue One, um, but the big one is is that Finding Dory is the biggest movie of the year. Yeah, so Finding Dory, Jungle Book, and Captain America is all what did the two point five billion. Totally, still bummed I didn't see Finding Dory. Uh, yeah, it, well, it's coming out on uh, digital uh, iTunes here in a couple of weeks. Nice. Um, th- some random Disney movie news: Storm Reed has been cast to play Meg in uh, A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, I. <laughs> Ah, oh, a wrinkle in time. I love that book. It's a the book itself is great, but it's a whole book series. Yeah, it's no, a wrinkle I know. in time, a wind in the door, a swiftly tilting planet, and my favorite in the series is actually Many Waters. Okay, which is where the the twins who are fairly ignored throughout the most of the series they go back to Noah's time. Okay, it's a really good book. Yeah, I I think I only read a wrinkle in time. I don't know if I got through the whole series. I I was reading a lot of books at the time, but. I, I'm I'm really happy that they're going here, and it's going to make me go back, consume that again, and 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 check it out because uh, I don't know, Wrinkle in Time, and and when I took the kids to see um, Jungle Book, The Big Friendly Giant, oh yeah, you know, and that kind of stuff, like books that are old, you know, and, and you know, Roll Doll stuff, and and that kind of thing, and, right. and now that it's coming back. And they're making these really nice adaptations of it um, on the big screen. It's really nice. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm eager to see what they're going to do with the Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. Well, so. other big Wrinkle in Time news is that the characters of Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Witch, Mrs. Watson, Ms. Who have been cast. Oh, really? Oprah Winfrey, Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> and Mindy it. Kaling. Oh, my God, dude. They're going to be great. I am in. <laughs> um, it's going to be gonna awesome. be really good. Because you don't really see Oprah in, in – well, it, they're not comedian roles here, but it's like not – Oprah hasn't done a lot lately. 
long yeah, time. well, she was in. Um, oh, what was the movie she just did a couple years ago? Uh, was she in Selma? It was either Selma or Twelve oh, Years okay. a Slave. Yeah, one of those. Oh, the Butler, maybe. Yeah, one maybe, of those. I think it was the Butler. Yeah, I saw the butler. I'm pretty sure she was in that. Um, we have a couple of sneak peeks that you can view if you want for Beauty and the Beast. Uh, the oh, first yeah. one includes uh, a sneak peek at Lumiere and Cogsworth, which is pretty cool. That's cool. And the second one, we talked about Luke Evans possibly playing Sinestro. Well, he's playing um, Gaston. Okay. And so the second one is him singing as Gaston is the main song in the uh, the pub that he sings in the movie, oh, which nice. is pretty cool. Very cool. Um, Brad Bird, uh, who has definitely hit a big, he did The Incredibles. Um, he's also did uh, uh, one of the Mission Impossible movies. He's really, really a big movie director now. Um, he says that he's because he's working in, in Incredibles too. He's going to take them in new directions and really nice. have a different storyline going. I love The Incredibles, man. You know, I'm really excited. I, I love that movie. It came out in a time prior to um, Daniel Craig's version of Bond. Yeah, and it was when Incredibles came out. Everyone said it was the best Bond movie for the last twenty years. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good movie. Uh, so we got some SMOD stuff, dude, to round out this uh, very long universal usual that we're doing. Uh, so we have, um, what do you, what is this? Uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith has come out and compared Bruce Willis to the Dementors of Harry Potter. And that <laughs> he can just drain the life from you. Oh, man. And that, that's about right, dude. Um, I don't remember where he said that on. He, did he say it on HBO? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, there was I, I've been listening to some of his stuff lately, but anyway, it wasn't on HBO. Okay, and the next thing here is uh, Kevin Smith. His cousin apparently is a manager at Hot Topic. At a Hot Topic in Passaic, New Jersey, or something, like something like that. And he was out back east and hanging out, and he's all, "Hey, man, you know, I used to do this. Uh, can I? Can I? Uh, can I clerk? <laughs> so he clerked at a hot topic for an hour or so. And it's a really cool thing. Like, um, if you listen to, he said it on a couple of different of his podcasts, but it, you, it, the story is good and, yes. and definitely check it out. It's, it's kind of nice. He was, but the reason he was there was his mom was in the hospital and he, when she got out of the hospital, she, he took her to hot topic to like buy some cool t-shirts and stuff like, you know, hip, Right. Hip stuff or whatever. He you loves know? his mom. And, and you can tell. And so it was really nice, like going to that store and, and, and he got her a bunch of t-shirts and the story is really nice. It's a really yeah. cute story. Um, and one of my favorite things to come out of Smod in the last, uh, um, yeah, they couple a, months. Yeah, they released a little standalone uh, oh HBO. God. So because he was about to go out and do the flash, you know, they had to HBO or Hollywood Babylon wasn't able to, they, they right. didn't book anything. So, he he basically did a home show, which is some of my very favorite Hollywood Babylons or the home shows because Kevin gets to smoke the whole time. Ralph gets to drink the whole time and they just sit and they BS. But one of the cool things was this was right after yoga hosers came out. Yep. And so they basically sat and read Garmin reviews. read the reviews for, uh, for yoga hosers in to, different voices. Yeah. To Smith to kind of break the ice to him, like in different voices. It was really, really good. It's um, a really good episode. So yeah, definitely go to iTunes or, or Podbean or however you get your, yeah. your podcast and download that, that episode of the, the home show of HBO because it's a really good one. No, it's, it's really a lot of fun. Um, and, and Smith takes it okay. He knows, well, he knows what he made. Oh yeah, he knows. <laughs> By now he gets it. Plus yeah. it's a kid's movie and people are like, I want my Kevin Smith movies. And it's like, well, he made a, movie for his kid it's and, all gonna make up for it when we get the full series of mall rats oh man i can't wait for that and also i'm pretty stoked about moose jaws because if 
he's a big Jaws guy. Yep. And if it if he's trying to stay true to what Jaws was, I think it's going to be a really weird take on Jaws done in a way that people are going to like. Okay, definitely playing off the the whole thing about Jaws. I would love it if he purposely makes the the moose Jaws malfunction hmm. because that was the biggest drama with the making right. of Jaws is that the Jaws never actually worked. That's why it, it made it even better though because of that. Spielberg couldn't focus on the Jaws character as often. Right. So it's so behind, I mean, it's so off camera, right. which makes it more scary. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Uh, so we're good. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So we'll be coming back with uh, our, our next universal usual after, um, uh, Dr. Strange comes out. Yeah. And we'll hopefully have an immediate reaction show with that. Yeah. Um, especially with the Rogue One trailer on there. Oh, should I do the other stuff? Um, yeah. So, uh, audibletry.com slash usual podcast. Uh, definitely, if you want to get a free audiobook on us, uh, that's a great way to support the show. We get 15 bucks, uh, every time you do that. So thank you. Um, also, we have a patron, uh, round table coming up. If you would like to be a patron and want to support our show, patreon.com slash usual podcast. Uh, we, send out love messages to our patrons. We love our patrons so much and love yes, messages do. seems heavy handed, but honestly, like I send messages periodically to them just to say, thank you for giving us a couple bucks a month to let us do what we do. And it pays our server fees. It pays our, um, uh, web hosting fees and all that kind of stuff. And you have no idea how much it helps. And, and it does get us to certain milestones. Where we can do some other shenanigans. I'm, I'm putting together right now our, um, uh, blooper reel show, yep. which is going to go out, which I'm, I'm really excited about. And, um, so I want to thank the patrons. And if you would like to become a patron, give us a buck or two an episode, patreon.com slash usual podcast. And on our supporters page, <laughs> I do, I do. And our supporters page on our website, uh, there are plenty of other ways to support our show as well. Warby Parker, Zipcar and stuff like that. So check us out. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks for those who do that. Yes. And now that we have completed our journey and found our way back home, we want to thank our loyal listeners and please join us on our next exploration as we probe the depths of depths of Doctor Strange. Oh, oh, the strange! <laughs> I'll give you some strange. Is that it? Oh, that's God, it. You ruined it. Thank you very much. <laughs> have a fun. Have have some funs with the strange. Have multiple funs. <laughs> now it's getting gross. Peace. And I haven't stopped it. So I'll stop it now. <laughs>